inside. McDonald's tip and Woody. Good down step. Runs inside. Has a couple of bounces. Spears the pass. Hook Yes, that's what they do. Hook it forward. Run down. So much rides on this kick. For the lead back. And he struts. Struck it well. Phenomenal. Hooker forward. Bombers back in front. 35 seconds left. Zaharakis ready to run around to the back. Ball knocked down. Stringer gets to Clarence. And it might be the game winner. He barrels it. Heads long. Bouncing ball. A goal and it's over. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 77. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast are two blokes who've known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD, actually today, to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, good to be uh, back on the uh, podcast. We've won five in a row. I must... Lid, Lid is, is still off. Yeah, I, I look, I must admit, uh, during the week I probably uh, tweeted out that, in all honesty, uh, I just wanted to win against Gold Coast I think we were kind of due we've been up for a while I think we were due for a little bit of a flat performance well but when you say flat performance we just didn't click. we've been flat we've been flat every week like we've, we've the first Not half flat. Yeah. No, but the first half we've been flat and then the second half we come out and play really well and win the game so <laughs> it, it, there was nothing difference between that game to the last games no it's just the opponent I guess was a lesser, yeah. lesser opponent but I must admit, we, we never have played Metricon well. It's just always just been one of those grounds. We just I don't know that any don't... team plays Metricon well. No, it's a, it just doesn't. It's a like... nothing sort of a ground, really. But, look, all I wanted was a W and get the hell out of there. That's that's the whole yeah. point of the game for me. Uh, so, as much as some people, and I can see, were didn't really like our performance and and a bit of an overreaction. It was like, we don't deserve to play finals. Or yeah, it's, but, it's... no, you know, Sorry. We've won seven of the last eight. This Look, side deserves to play finals. We're not going to play champagne football every week. No, especially with the names we've got out. We, we are. It is a mate, and I think everybody has to understand that it's a makeshift side. Yeah, it's the mere fact that Will Snelling is playing means that we're a couple of midfielders down. Yeah, I mean, you're talking when we're talking the VFL, say mid-year, or if you said what's the VFL around round eight, uh, and take out Snelling, but add. But say, okay, Dylan Clark was playing. Langford was probably playing. Gleeson was playing. Redmond was playing. Uh, you've got Francis, Francis was playing. Was playing yeah. Mitch Brown was playing around about there. Ben McNeese definitely was playing. Zach Clark was playing. Laverde was playing. In and out, uh, yeah. These guys all played that game. Uh, you know, this is... A, yep. We have some serious players out of this side of very high quality. And we've got a VFL program... That's going very, very well under Dan Jordan. And 
and let let's just be honest we we've covered our guys really well it hasn't been champagne footy like i just said before but if you want determination grit and fight when it comes to the crunch of the last sort of 10 minutes of a game we're the team that constantly stands up and this is one of the things that everybody needs to i think take into account when they're saying, oh, it's no good, we're, we're, we're going to get hammered in the finals. I think everybody needs to understand, excuse me for that sniff, everybody. Um, that was pretty unprofessional. No, we'll, we'll fix that in post. We'll fix that in, uh, in post. Um, yeah, we have to understand that we've got a team that actually is missing a hell of a lot of stars who wouldn't be within their rights, but it would be pretty sort of standard sort of procedure to have us lose heaps of games and then be able to come out in the in the papers and say, "Oh, we're missing too many players. We're 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 yeah. losing games because we're missing um, Hurley and we're missing Danaher and we're missing um, Smith, uh, Smith, and all these guys." McKenna right? was out. Happel's injured. All of these things. Right? Hurley. So you could almost look at them, and the standard modus operandi would be, "Yeah, we've got too many players out. We're losing games of footy because we need those players. When we get those players back, we'll be okay." But the thing I love about this club at the moment is clearly the all of those players you just mentioned, Zach Clark, um, Brown, and Dylan Clark, and all these guys are performing. They're not letting the big names go, oh, well, we'd, we'd, if we win, if we, we'll try hard, but if we win, great. If we don't, it's because we don't have players in. We've got guys that are actually playing out of their skin like Dylan Clark, for that matter, and, and Zach Clark's performing well, and Benny McNeese is playing a role, and Mitch Brown's a gun, um, and we're actually winning games of football. So yeah. I, I've, I think it's the club and the players especially are to be commended in a big way for not just laying down and going, oh, we can't win games of footy without those big names. They're, the, the guys that were playing in the twos that were maybe going to get a game are getting a regular game and they're grabbing it with both hands. Exactly. They're, they're asked to play a role, uh, especially guys like Dylan Clark and that, uh, and they're playing it really well. And, and hey, no, not many other teams have won seven in the last eight. Uh, I, like nobody, dude. I don't know that anybody's yeah, won seven I mean, in the last eight. I think eight. Brisbane would be the closest yeah. as far as informed teams, and Richmond, I think, are coming on a little bit strong. But, but uh, there's not many teams who are probably the second best team in the last eight weeks. Yep. Uh, in at least in the top two, and it's a very hard competition to be that kind of success. Yep. And considering what we've had to go through, and. And we've probably played three interstate trips out of that eight. Yeah. Uh, and some very tough teams. It's, it's not like we haven't played, you know, top eight teams. Of Adelaide, in Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. We, we've, done, we've beaten the GWS. We've beaten, you know, the, the Hawks. Adelaide and, and Adelaide. GC good, good up te- there yeah, where good, no one likes good, to play. Good teams. Uh, look, I, I'm actually wrapped with how the club's going. And I, I put out a little bit of a semi-article today. Uh, so check it out if it's on Facebook or my Twitter. Um, and I was just discussing a little bit about that. It's it sort of acknowledging that, you know, it, it, when it's all said and done, no, we're not playing, you know, to the ultimate level of, of a, a form team that's in sync. I reckon the club would acknowledge that. And, and look, they are. I mean, the players were brutally honest, just saying, oh, we're playing patchy football. 
you know, we we and the, and there's obviously reasons around that because we're we're just constantly having guys coming in and out of the side and all in you know through the midfield forward and back. So it, it's going to affect your performance. I mean, obviously we've had some rotations with McKenna and Hurley and these guys coming out of the back. We what did we say? We said that's the most stable group. They're keeping oh, the back, keeping the sides to seventy five yeah. points. So what happens when that happens? Uh, when you got McKenna Hook, as I mean Hooker a bit injured. Uh, you have Hurley come out of the out. side. You know, Gold Coast score ninety six points. It, yeah, it, it Connor, does affect your Connor's not there, yeah. and they score ninety odd points in a, in a club that's been struggling to score. It's just something to say about how a, a, I guess a group of guys gel and are in sync. And, and Hurley mentioned it three weeks ago that um, before he got injured that how well in sync the back six were, and that's contributing to completely shutting out oppositions. Now, when that gets fully disrupted, that's what you get, and that's what we've got in the forward line. Most of the year, we've just never been able to get a settled six. No. In that forward line, we've just, you know, you, you haven't got able to get Stewart on the park, Danaher on the park, Fantasia on the park, um, Begley's been in and out, Laverde's been in and out, and, and it's just been a very unsettled forward line with Mitch Brown only just starting to come into form now. And we've we've had to actually rely in that forward line on Jake Stringer's brilliance and <laughs> yeah. Mitch Brown having to kick us three a game and, and and Smack who continues to improve as a football absolutely, but I don't know that Smack's ever gonna be a seventy, eighty goal forward for you. So it's it's a bit makeshift at the moment. You've got um Jimmy Stewart who I reckon is was maybe he is still is I don't know but he was the first pick center half forward or full forward um, and we got Joey D who everybody knows could be anything we've got those two blokes taking the number one and number two defender then you chuck Stringer down there then you chuck Waller down there and yeah, yeah. Fantasia and that forward line looks scary good could you imagine getting as many games together uh, in the forward line as we've got from Hurley Hooker Saad um, uh, McKenna and Co. in the yeah. back line. That's that's when we would start to look seriously dangerous. But, but again, to the club and to the players' credit, they have not laid down. They have not thrown up excuses that oh, we need these good players back. Jakey has done freakish stuff. Kale Hooker has been the pinch hitting swingman that we know he can. Um, Waller has been kicking goals and generally being a legend. Sean McKernan's putting his hand up, taking grabs left and right. And the mids are, 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 yeah. are kicking some through the midfield and getting the ball in the forward line. So, look, after the break, I think we'll come back, break it yeah. down a little bit more. Yeah, I said this on Twitter. I said, look, uh, for the first time, we're probably going to have a bit of a segment on, uh, on Jake Stringer because I, I think it's pretty... We haven't... We've always just glossed over him like, gee, Stringer was awesome yeah. and gone to the next guy. But I, I reckon we're going to spend a couple of minutes just talking about Jake and his uh, evolution as a footballer and person since coming from the Bulldogs. So we'll do that after the break. Sure. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, before we get on to Jakey Stringer, we've got something big to announce on uh, on the podcast tonight. 
something that's going to be big for the show um, and big for all the listeners, um, actually. Scotty, what am I talking about? You are talking about the first official sponsor of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. The official... Beep, 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 the first <laughs> official sponsor of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. Who is it, Scotty? Yeah, we've been talking for, for a number of weeks now. And uh, the Mantra Hotel at Tullamarine, which is... If, if you're a Madison fan, it's right... It's the hotel that's right next to the hangar, almost joined against the hangar. Absolutely. They will be the official sponsor of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast for the next 12 months. For the next 12 months. Don't you love that? The uh, Yeah, the Mantra Hotel in Tullamarine. They're at number two Trade Park Drive, Tullamarine. It is quite literally directly next to the hangar. So those guys, um, Jason McGowan and the team down there at the Mantra in uh, Tullamarine have been very generous um, to offer the listeners of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast some really good discounts on accommodation and uh, and meals at the Mantra Tullamarine. Um, so what we've got for the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast listeners, the Mantra Tullamarine are offering. Now, we don't know how we're quite going to give this away just yet. We've got to have a bit yeah. of a think about it. But we wanted to announce it, especially the promo code that we're going to give you because the promo code you can start using right now. Um, but we're going to give the, the rest of these little uh, little bits away. We don't quite know how we're going to do that yet. So the Mantra um, have offered us one night's accommodation in a deluxe studio, no less, yep. if you don't mind. A deluxe studio room, um, normal value $230 for nada. Nothing. We're going to be giving that away. And also two $100 dinner and drinks vouchers to the world-famous... Woodlands restaurant at the Mantra Tunnel Marine. What's the Woodlands famous for? Mate, remember that burger we had? It's famous for the Woodlands burger. It's famous for the Woodlands burger. I tell you what, if you're there, have a chat to ask for Jason, get him to make you up a special <laughs> Woodlands burger. He probably won't make it himself. There are chefs there, but it's a very, very tasty burger. I can honestly tell you that. Yeah, it's look, it's really exciting. Um, they, they've they offered these prizes just off the basically the goodness of their hearts. Absolutely. And, and uh, we'll and do we'll work out some sort of competition or some sort of event where we'll we'll do these prizes away. Um, but it's pretty exciting. And look, I guess the final thing that we wanted to announce is that any listener um, can book at the mantra Talamarine and using Got a promo code. Yeah, using the promo code lunch time catch up one word yeah one word there's no the it's just lunchtime catch up enter the lunch oh, ooh, see I just said it <laughs> enter lunch catch up lunchtime catch up <laughs> we're, so we're going to fix this can you tell it's our first sponsor we'll fix this in post it's okay enter lunchtime catch up when word. you book your accommodation at the mantra Tullamarine, and you will receive 10% discount, I believe it is, Scotty. That's correct. 10% discount. So, again, a massive thank you to Jason McGowan. Um, he's the GM down there at the Mantra Tullamarine. We want to thank him uh, in a big way for, for helping us out of the podcast and also offering some great deals to you guys. Exactly. Look, uh, it's it's actually a good opportunity if, if you're going to things like the family day, uh, you're coming down for a final or anything like that, or want to see the boys train, at the hangar, um, yeah, it's a good promo code to use. You can get a cheap, cheap night uh, at a really, really great place. I do know the mantra quite well. Yep. If anyone who knows my job knows, <laughs> I, I know hotels very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a great, 
opportunity and for fans to be able to access the the mansion right next to the hangar and just basically walk 60 seconds to your left and you're at the hangar absolutely i mean if you're lucky enough to win the 200 dollars dinner vouchers you can go see the boys play um and then make a day of it head right next to the to the hangar head over to the mantra and um have a lovely dinner there as well so look, we'll we'll put that uh we'll put some information more on, on Twitter and Facebook yep. um so people understand. Uh we're not gonna oversell, <laughs> so we'll 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 move on with the show a little bit. But Absolutely. It's, it's it is an exciting development and and it obviously helps out the show um uh in, in a big way. In a big way. Yeah. So we're we're just having little teaser talks about a possible event at the at the hotel and yeah, that and would, look that'd be interesting. We would actually love to. We have no idea if people would be actually interested in that. So just on our Twitter page or our or Facebook page or, any, or our Patreons or whatever, if you would be ever interested in, in doing like an end of year event or even like an event in between, like say if we made the finals and you got the weeks break in between the finals, would you be interested in, in having like a, almost like a live podcast? function at the if we got like a room available uh, at the mantra uh, an actual function room not just a deluxe room no 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 <laughs> we won't be taking you to the deluxe room no we'll get a function room we'll have a chat to Jason we'll twist his arm yeah. for some cheap drinks um, and some nibbles and stuff yeah have a screen on play some Essendon clips and, yeah and, uh, um, but that d- might be let, fun let, we have no idea so we don't know <laughs> if two people turn up or a hundred people turn up but let us know if that's something you'd be interested in and we, we, we can see what we can possibly do absolutely alright so Jakey Stringer Jakey Stringer. Now, I promised uh, on Twitter that I would talk about Jakey, and I really wanted to talk about Jakey. I feel like for most of the year, we've just taken it for granted that he does these little freak well, kind of goals and, and gets us out it, of trouble. We said it in the break just while we were chatting. What you get from Jakey Stringer, whenever we look through the player list, um, we've got it up on the screen at the moment. We're going through that player list. You get to Jakey Stringer, and you go, geez, Jakey played well. And that's all you get. That's, yeah. all, that's all we give Jake Stringer. I, I I think the man deserves his due because when he came over from the Western Bulldogs, he was a problem child. And yeah. Essendon knew it and the Western Bulldogs knew it because that's why they were letting an All-Australian, one of the best X-Factor, kind of looks like Dusty Martin kind of footballer, um, go t- from their club. For two second round picks. For two second round picks, which is nuts. And Essendon took a big gamble on that kid, and he he has he's retained his talent, of course, but the person that he's become now, I think, would be making the Western Bulldogs very, very jealous. Yeah, look, I think I think the Western Bulldogs would be pretty okay with this situation. Now, look, they've obviously missed now a guy of genuine talent, but I think most of the football community is pretty mature and going well. You know, there's been guys that, you know, have, that have left us that, you know, have become better people. Um, I think, like, guys, that, not not that they weren't bad people with us, but a guy like Milksham, you know, his career's taken a bit more off. Yeah. Uh, and I think most of the football community is, like, fine with that. Like, they're, they're, they're a pretty mature community. Uh, but Jakey is a fantastic football story because... He he's become quite a, a strong family guy, you know. He I mean he was discussing obviously on on the Essendon video about him going weekly now to the uh, the cancer hospital and for weekly for the last two years. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so it's not just a, a yeah. you know promotion for the club kind of yeah, thing. That's amazing. Because no one would know that. We've never seen video of that. Yeah, uh, we've only seen once. So it's it's done without sort of the video. Uh, and, and that's 
that speaks to me about a person that's grown up a lot. He's he's got past that key age of twenty twenty one, yeah, which can be a bit of a a tricky. Well, year. not can it was for ja- it was for Jakey, right? Like and, he was, yeah, he's he getting, was he was getting out of line for a while there, and the Western Bulldogs, geez, they should have stuck with him, I reckon. But um, the the like, I agree with what you're saying. The guy he's grown up to be now. Like his goal celebrations and the the yeah. the lair in him isn't as much as it once was, and that's just purely from uh, maturing. And I would also like to think the influence of the Essendon Footy Club as well, yeah. um, just to turn this guy into the kind of footballer that he should have been at the Western Bulldogs or was going to be at the Western Bulldogs. I'm just so glad that we've picked up. I mean, Jake Stringer's a top five draft pick. Like, if you got a top five draft pick that turned out to be as good as Jake Stringer, you would be very, very happy. You would have to think he's close to favourite for the Crichton. Like, you would. I think so. Uh, yeah. impact on games is just so big. Like, uh, just that, you know, at halftime, we were obviously struggling. We'd only kicked 29 points. Uh, and and so, Wusher, you know, credit to him too. He, he says, I'm going to. Play, play you on the ball for, for quite a bit of the game after yep. now. He When he is really on, does he not look like Dusty Martin? Like from, Absolutely. Like when he's playing midfield. Like yeah. I, I was thinking at the end of that third quarter, I was actually thinking if his fitness goes up another level, and, and Musha said this the other week too, said, look, if, he really only had his serious first preseason Pretty much the one that just yeah this year yeah the one that just came past. If he does that again and gets serious and goes to that next ten fifteen percent of gut run ability, boy the sky's the limit because he <laughs> how old is he? He would be a tease. He honestly would be a tease for any coach to have a close to as a full time midfielder. Yeah, because he, I mean, he does look Cripps and Martin like. His his explosive. I mean, that last goal that he kicked that sealed it for us. He gets the ball and just his his hips and legs drive through the ground, and he bursts tackles. And I don't think I've ever seen Jake Stringer when he gets the ball, say in the forward line. His first instinct isn't to get rid of the ball and <laughs> handball it real quick. Get rid quick. of it to go to go tackle him. Yeah, his <laughs> his first instincts are trying to break that tackle. Like he knows that he wiggles his hips and he pumps in his legs into the ground, and he will invariably yeah. break those tackles. Gary Ablett Senior was very much like that. Yeah, that, that I agree. Kind of like I'm, I've got enough power in my hips. To yeah, get, to, to be get... able to get out of this um, this tackle. So I think. Jakey Stringer, I don't think he, he goes under anybody's radar because he's the package. Um, but I just... And he played crook. Yeah, and he was he was crook and all. <laughs> he actually was sick and almost put out before the game. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but yeah, I think for, for the for the Triple S that we got, um, again, mate, I, I will be the first person to um, to dig the soil to build Adrian Dodoro a statue <laughs> out the front of... Um, you can make it probably out the front of the mantra at Tullamarine. That's the mantra at Tullamarine. Go down and have a chat to Jason down there. No, just kidding. Um, well, they need a statue to Adrian Dodoro. We were talking today. like We, we funny enough, had a lunchtime catch-up. Yeah, we um, did today. And uh, we were talking today and just discussing those four guys coming into the club. I, It is insane how we've picked four guys, Saad, Smith, Stringer and Shield. Who've performed brilliantly. <laughs> Smith wins the Crichton. 
Saad has every right to think he could be up there in the, in the cri- in, in Absolutely. The He's been unbelievable this and year. And Connor should be getting a few Crichtons yeah. as well. Stringer's been crazy. And even the last two weeks, Shield has really stepped up. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, like four big trades. And, I was think- and everyone has been an utter success. Yeah. And I was thinking, you think of Collingwood, right? Who I reckon is the team in the last six to eight years who have literally just tried to pinch footballers from other clubs to build themselves a football team more than any team in this AFL, right? Like, they went and got Jesse White and they've gone, got Levi Greenwood and they've got Travis Varco and they've got all these guys, Mundy, and they've just... They've seen somebody perform well at another club and just pinched them. Now, Mundy's been below average. Travis Varco's been serviceable. Daniel Wells can't get out on the park. Jesse Smith's not there anymore. Levi Greenwood was a waste of time. Essendon have gone out and done that for the first time and I don't know how long we've gone and pinched two or three or four yeah, players. Yeah, because we weren't, a, we weren't a club of destination. But no. We suddenly became one. But all of the people we picked <laughs> have turned into best ten, top 10 players for the club, mm. whereas Collingwood have got a couple of those players. They pinched Jeremy Howe. Remember, we got Mitch Brown from Geelong. Yeah. Well, but he wasn't even... Was he <laughs> I know, at Geelong? I know, I know it was a 2016 and it was a bit of a... A top-up thing. Yeah, but still, I, I mean, that's a massive success. All of them, though. I don't know that we've got a player into the club that hasn't worked. Like, Yeah, I'm trying to think at the top of my head. Like a player that we've brought in, like Jesse White or of something Of a fairly like high profile. Yeah, no, of a fairly high profile. Like yeah. Jesse White comes in and plays two seasons of, of crap and then leaves Collingwood. Yeah. Essendon, we haven't done that. I don't think we've had a high-profile player come to the club and not be brilliant. Triple S and, and everybody, we've... we've And yeah. it's been exceptionally good. So, again, Adrian, if you're listening, mate, uh, I think you're an utter genius. And <laughs> Xavier, way to, way to go, mate. Way to pull out that checkbook um, and secure these kind of blokes. Because it's people like Jake Stringer who... How old is he? How's Jake? Well, out of all those four guys, I don't think there's anyone over, over 26. Okay. So... That's the key part. It's it's not just four guys of genuine talent. It's four guys who play another five to six year block. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in that in that window that we might yeah. have. So, mate, I, I I can't wait for for Devin Smith to come back. But Jakey Stringer, mate, from from Scotty and I at the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. Thank you very much for being just a absolute cream delight four, to watch. Four liters of cream on the top of our club. Um, I think I said that right at the beginning when Jakey was going to come to our, our yeah. club, um, that he was going to be four liters of cream, and he's he done absolutely exactly that. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's the, the the part now. It's just the mature it's mature part of his game. That, yeah. yeah, when we actually need someone to step up, and it, it's a good little thing before we go to the next break. One thing I'm really liking about the Essendon Football Club is when you look at Hooker, Waller, and Stringer. It's been a while since we've had actual match winners. Yeah. Like who actually go when the game's tight. There's some gay. There's some guys. I must say gays. So there's, there's some guys. <laughs> well, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that yet. <laughs> there's some guys uh, who are composed, are in the moment, and win you the game. Yeah. And that's very rare because it's you know when the crowd's all screaming that you see the guys who obviously who fumble and just panic, Campbell, panic yep. attack, and then there's 
that wall apply from from the there's wings. Zach like, Merritt. There's there's, yeah, there's yeah. Kyle Hooker who needs to put himself. Shield where he did needs a great handball. Waller gets the ball. He gets a beautiful sidestep. Two bounces, just pinpoints the Lace out. Hooker, to Hooker, not who you know, who can be very suspect. Huh. But if you, every time he kicks for a goal at a critical point, he, he just does he not miss. It. He, he it. turns into Tony that Lockett. That is true. Very true. <laughs> and it's insane. And then and Stringer as well loves the moment, wants the big stage. He wants to be applauded. Uh, but. It's so refreshing to have that at Essendon. Guys who are match winners. Who've got the extra half to an extra whole gear Yeah. to, to take that step up. So what we'll do is we'll come back. Uh, we'll go for a bit of a break. We'll come back. We'll get into maybe a bit more stats and we'll uh, keep going on the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, we wanted to just have a quick look at the stats um, from the game. It was... <laughs> it's not something so, you would glow over this game. But... No, it's it's got a touch of the super mega fuglies about it. But a couple of points I wanted to make was, and we've been saying this on the podcast since the start of this season, that sure, when Essendon wins, Dylan Shield, your A-graders, and Zach Merritt, they get their high 20s and into their 30s, right? But the thing that makes Essendon, I think, one of the statistics that the club would be looking for is for other players like off that back line where we're so strong to be getting higher possessions as well. So sitting at number three is Mason Redmond on 24 possessions, right? So I think at 79, 80% accuracy. And I think that's important when a guy like Mason Redmond can get 24 and then Dylan Clark can get 22. So, and then even Andy McGrath playing off a back line as well can get 19. I think it just, it really alleviates some of that stress on the midfield without the likes of Hepps in there and Devin Smith. When a kid, a kid like Dylan Clark playing what game eight or something like that, yeah, 10 like that, yeah. less than 10 um, can come in and get 22 possessions then you got Andy McGrath who's doing well at 19 but Mason Redmond at 24 I don't think that should be underestimated because it it, it makes for so much easier uh, time for Zach Merritt and Dylan Shield when you've got Mason Redmond running through the middle of the ground and off half back racking up possessions as well yeah I thought I actually had Mason Redmond in my votes just uh, I thought he had a really big impact on the game. And, and with McKenna out, I thought he became one of the key kind of drivers out of the halfback that we needed. Uh, he kind of fulfilled that role, and McGraw kind of was helping a little bit too. Yep. Uh, but in Redmond, you know, he's even got three inside 50, so he's drifted up quite high. And That's uh, what I say. I mean, he doesn't just get it from inside 50 and then run 20 metres and kick it from yeah. the halfback line. He gets it on the halfback line and can run 15, 20 metres and be kicking it on a wing. Yeah, he, he he played really well. Uh, Dylan Clark, uh, I thought, played quite well as well. And he, he's having a couple of strong weeks. Um, I think he shut down Swallow quite a bit as well. So he, he, he's always playing a fairly good role. Uh, look, uh, I will again say that he probably st- for him to get to that next level needs to just work on his kicking a bit more. And, and that's just being honest. Everybody yeah, that's just that, being yeah. honest. Um, yeah. Uh, I always think it, this is a funny thought and NBA fans will know this but I always 
see Dylan Clark like Ben Simmons. Kind of like I always think like there's this obvious skill that you have in basketball <laughs> and you do everything so well at such a grade. Other than other than the obvious skill. Yeah. Uh one obviously Ben being a jump shot and Mason Ripon kicking a ball. Yeah. And, Not uh, Mason, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. Uh thank you. Mm-hmm. Dylan Clark. Uh so but He's got so much upside, so he, you can't help that, you know, he's been in the side eight weeks and we've won seven of the last eight. So, Mate, does he, okay, we get Devin Smith back, we get a fit Heps back next year and, and whatever, right? Does Dylan, is Dylan Clark in our midfield rotation now? Like, that's it? He's, he's, in the, he's in the rotation now? I, see, I... When I hear Woosha still talk about him, even in the last couple of weeks, I still get the feeling he's on the he's on the edge. If everyone, I'm talking Devin Smith and everyone, if everyone's available, I I don't think he's a lock in yet because I still feel like they were asking uh, Woosha last weekend on Dylan Clark and um, just saying like, is he now your lockdown? Yeah, defender, good. yeah, And he said, no, there'll be instances where, you know, we might not feel like he has a role and, and we need more offensive midfielders all set up across the, the midfield and and we would have a maybe a different mix. So there's not, it's not a guarantee that he could, you know, we'll always find a role for him. Though I kind of, I had that feeling that he was saying, for now, yes, we've got a lot of guys out. Um, but with everyone possibly on the list is free, it, it's... He would be, you know, game by game. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's how I kind of read. I'm, I'm, and that's not my opinion. I'm just saying I'm, that's what I read between the lines. Is yeah. what what Wusher was saying. But I think maybe his Darcy, success is pretty compelling. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Darcy Parish is has fought for that um, for that extra midfield role to be part of that permanent rotation in there. And I think... I think he's a lock-in now. Yeah, oh, he's absolutely, he's a lock-in. Oh, now. they signed him for two years today. So, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, baby. So, uh... Well done, boys down there at Bomberland. So, yeah, that was a that was a key signing. Because there were play, there were clubs sniffing around that guy. So, yeah, that would have been... Collingwood would have been really <sighs> sniffing. He was a Collingwood boy as a kid. Oh, okay. So, they would have been sniffing around. Good. I like that we didn't let him get there. I like that. Uh, but look, it, it was one of those games where I, you can't really go through the whole list. And but I, I thought Sean McKernan was really big in this game. He was also in my great votes. great hands, man. He was also in my votes. Yep. And, um, he his hands, like you said, were really strong. He's presenting really well. He, he's taken on the challenge of of being the kind of the sole big toll forward grabbing a grabbing, grabbing pack marks yeah, yeah. He, he does have to slightly fix up his free kicks when he's playing in the ruck and that's yep. just something he has to fix up but really really good game uh look besides that i've mitch brown's kicked his three goals he just does his role mitch brown yeah uh really good to see him he's kicked i think 10 goals in three games yeah it's great so he, he he's on form but look it was one of those games that i'm not going to go on too much shill i thought was really good in the second half I thought he tried really hard to get the guys going. Yeah. Um, look, but besides that, it, it was just... It was one of those games you go, okay, we kicked 29 points in the second half. and Sorry, in the first half. But we've ended up with 106. So we've obviously got our offense going. Because what's that, 77 points after halftime? Wouldn't so, you love to have a camera in the rooms at halftime? To find out what John Lewisfold is saying to those players or... They're saying to each other in their little huddles about 
we've got to come out after halftime and blitz this game because yeah. it's what we've done for the last six weeks in a row. Well, we're aside when we up our pressure, we then we start to cause turnovers, then we start to getting breaks, and then that make, helps us score easier. So and we're very. I think I think he would go okay, guys, because our defense mechanisms were really bad the first half. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times did Gold Coast have guys thirty meters in the clear on the wing yeah. when they wanted to switch sides? So we just didn't weren't smart in covering the guys. And like but, people like Paddy Ambrose and Aaron Francis didn't get many possessions at all. And they, um, they had these, the yeah, line. actually, the defenders had a few. Aaron and, and Paddy just were slightly off. Yeah. And Hooksy was slightly off. I mean, uh, I'm sure Rutten will look at the 96 points. Um, and I thought our defensive over the ground for the first half, at least, was, was not that great. Yeah, it was slightly off. It was slightly off. Uh, but, you know, you can't be up every, every week. Uh, no, and it's, this is the thing is that we, we everybody's got to remember again, and we'll keep saying it, that. Essendon with the stable backline of Hooker, Hurley, Saad, O'Connor, um, Gleeson and uh, Redman and, and Francis and those guys down there, a solid unit that doesn't change or didn't change very often equals keeping sides to under 70 points, under 76 or whatever it is, points for six weeks in a row. Mm. When you take Hurley out of there, and you take O'Connor out of there. O'Connor. McKenna. When you put Ryan O'Connor in the background, no. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan O'Connor. No, I did not Connor mean... McKenna. I did not mean the Allied versus Victoria <laughs> uh, best on ground medalist Ryan in o- Ryan O'Connor. Um, I meant Connor McKenna. And when you take him and you take Hurls out of the back line, and I reckon Hooksy is currently operating at about 70% uh, fitness, Yeah. then the back line's going to be affected. And it's going to be affected even against yeah. the likes of a, G, uh, a GC. So, yeah. ninety six, mate. It, it's it's still not one hundred and twenty five, and the the mids and the forwards and God bless you, Jakey Stringer, and Waller and, and Brownie and that they stepped up like they had to. Now, and Wusher even um, had like a a comment today, and you could tell he was actually quite fine. He, I, I could tell in his body language, he just was very happy with getting away with the W yeah. and moving on. Like he knew they were patchy. They, they didn't play their best footy. But he said, but the guys showed hard again when the game needed to be won. They showed up. The uh, heart is we'll, undeniable. We'll, he basically said, we'll keep working on that. We're working on moving the ball better. Um, but in all honesty, we came away with a win. That was our second interstate trip in a row. Uh, and that's not something Essendon Football Club does particularly does. well. No. Uh, so... Yeah, we move on and uh, we we show up against Port. No, I mean, I'd love to challenge Essendon fans this week because I reckon if we can really get a sold out forty game, grand, man, forty thousand at, at Marvel, and just Speaking. going really nuts. Like, just they haven't played at home for so long. Just get as many people. It's a perfect time slot. Saturday, one forty-five. Mate, Scotty and I will be there. Just get down and let's go nuts. Let's let's really get these guys another win. And, because and the, the players that, are bloody well, very close to locking in a final. The players are bloody well putting in for us. Like that is clear. Yeah. They're, they're putting in for us as supporters. We need to get our rear ends down to the um, down to Marvel and show them that we appreciate it and really make it uncomfortable for Port. Because yeah. speaking of Port, what are we? What have we got to worry about next week against Port? Well, look, Port is classically a fragile team, right? And and they obviously lost, you know, in the. In the last kind of minute against um, GWS, yep. they probably should have won that game. So, 
That was a bit of a crushing defeat. I think you have to... If you can come out really strong in the first 15 minutes, you can break them pretty quickly. They're eminently beatable. Yes. I think they're eminently beatable. If you want to keep them in the game, then they'll think they're a chance. But do you know the problem with what you just said? (laughs) Is that... We're doing... Yeah. We're doing exactly that. We don't do that that well. We don't come out. if If you can come out early and put the pressure on them... And I said that against Sydney, and I, and I said, "Oh, because Sydney won't let us back in." But no, we came they back. Let us back in. Yeah, that's my point, right? Like, so I, yeah, I just worry that there's there's going to be one game. One game is going to come to bite us. That's it. Where we where they don't let us back in, and our yeah. effort just doesn't equate to it. But hey, like I said, lid off. Lid is off. Yeah. It's official. And look, um, from what I hear, from what I hear, um, Fantasia. Is yes, good, you've got good, a couple of little whispers there, don't you? Yeah, Fantasia is a good chance to play this week, which would be great if. Um, I know some people might think he may should come through the VFL, um, but I think they're going to put him straight back in if he's right. Zio. Um, obviously, McKenna comes straight into the side. Yep, uh, and that's an easy one. Dyson Happel, um, little birdie told me that his foot's still a little bit sore, so uh, uh, that was on the weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens as the week goes on. He's been in a moon boot for a while. Um, if he can get his foot right by Wednesday or Thursday, he'll probably play. But I, I wouldn't count my uh, chickens on it. If that's, okay. if that's actually saying. Um, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that, I mean, that'll be that'll be a really interesting game. Like we we play Marvel well, Port don't, and they're a bit fragile at the moment. So it's another opportunity bombers to go seven in a row now. Six in a row, and but eight of the last nine kind of thing. And that'll be seven in a row if we win Port. So, no. If we beat... No? Sorry. It will be six in a row, Ah, but eight of the last nine. Roger that. That makes sense. Okay. Roger that. Um, six in a row, Bomber fans, that does not happen very often at all. If you can remember the last <laughs> time that happened, I think it was oh. the Baby Bombers in oh, yeah. 2000, I unless remember. I missed my guess. Um, so, yeah, absolutely get out. Um, yeah. Absolutely, get out on the weekend and get there. Um, like I said, Scotty and I will be there with the, with the loudest voices on. Um, I guess we'll probably uh, wrap up the podcast there, Scotty. Yeah, look, it was one of those games where you can only talk so much. It was not a pretty game. Look, we're just thrilled we're winning and uh, yeah, absolutely uh, excited that you were two or almost two and a half games clear in the eight. So it's, it's a really good position to be with four games to go. Let's get another win. With... We're hunting down Collingwood, baby. We're yeah, hunting yeah. down Collingwood. Uh, let's yeah. I mean, to be on, doesn't it feel weird to be on the same amount of wins as them all of a sudden? After they've like they've won yeah. a heap of games, they're in the four, or they've been. You just naturally well. think they're in the four, but they're yeah. not. They're just on you know just on percentage over us. So yeah, absolutely. But thanks everyone. Uh, really looking forward to this game Saturday. Hey, you can catch us on the socials. Where you can go lunchtime. Catch the lunch catch up on Twitter. The lunch catch up on Twitter. We couldn't get the lunchtime catch up on uh, on Twitter, so it's the lunch catch up on twitter you can get us at the lunchtime catch up podcast facebook page you can get us at the lunchtime catch up podcast instagram page i believe it's exactly the same for the twitter as well um where can they find you scotty uh scooter mcneese on uh go to twitter uh you can always engage with me yep uh look as far as uh the podcast spotify itunes soundcloud just it's almost like any every platform available everywhere Uh, check us out we've even got a youtube channel now where we're uploading the um the podcast so you can if you're if you like uh things where you can have text if you're if you're hard of hearing yep um and you like the text version that can come up on youtube you can also hear our show there so um that's pretty cool we actually had a guy requested request to me um not long ago that 
could I possibly put on YouTube because he needed the text version um, just with his hearing. So really happy to support that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And we'll put the shows on uh, on YouTube as best as we can. Yep. Another quick thank you to uh, Jason McGowan and the and the team down at the Mantua Tullamarine. Um, like I said, we're 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 hugely uh, thankful to those guys for uh, supporting the podcast. We'll be uh, giving away those incredible prizes that they've given us down there. And we'll be yep. giving those away very soon. Uh, but remember, if you want to book yourself a room down there, then you can do it right now. The promo code is lunchtime catch up. One word. Um, you get a 10% discount. So um, see if you can. Uh, uh, next time you, you, you're looking for a room, check out the guys at the Mantra Hotel. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds really bad. It sound, next time you're looking for a room, check out that. No. Um, thank you very much again to Jason and, and the team down at the uh, at the Mantra Telemarine. So I think that wraps it up for us, Scotty. Yep. Uh, go Bombers. We'll, for the Patreons, we'll have the uh, the team changes, uh, what, Thursday? Thursday. Uh, maybe a couple of little extras now and then. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Catch you guys. Go Bombers. <laughs>